Hi, I'm Karen. And I'm Elise. Welcome back to Poodle People, where we talk about all things poodles. Just a friendly reminder that we're not licensed professionals, veterinarians, or handlers. We're just poodle people. Hey, Elise. Hey, Karen. How's it going? Great. How about you? It is going just peachy. Thank you. What's going on? What's new? What's happening with the puppies? Oh, it's a big week. So my first puppy went to its permanent home this evening. Um, I've already gotten pictures and Brown, who doesn't have a permanent name, was sleeping the entire way home and he looked happy and content. Oh, that's oh, I'm glad he slept the whole way home when he when he didn't. And we had a little a little accident. So I'm glad he slept all the way home. But that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he had a short drive because he's pretty local. So that's awesome. But overall, it was a huge day and uh, a very big week. We had a lot going on this week. Yeah. Um, today, we had our last set of shots. So the puppies were weighed, dewormed, injected with their vaccinations, and then injected with their... Um, Oh, the microchip? Yes, thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Mind blanking for a second, yes. Uh, So they were all chipped as well. And, um, you know, it was a long, uh, long doctor's visit and a long drive. So they were all pretty tired. But this afternoon, the weather was just gorgeous. And we were able to spend uh, a fair amount of time outside when they got home, which was great. Um, yeah, and I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a busy week coming up too. Oh yeah. So you have, so you have five left. Are they going home this weekend? So three of them are going home this weekend. Um, one each day, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And I haven't groomed them this week because first it was dry and then it was a chance of rain every day. Oh, yeah. You know, um, and because we've been so dry, rain means mud. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> so I'm trying to send them home clean and groomed and beautiful. Uh, that's always a challenge when it's a threat of rain. Yeah, and their puppies are going to get into whatever they want. That's what they do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Oh, that's so great. So they're nine weeks this week. So they're going home in nine weeks. They're actually right. 10 weeks. I've been miscounting. Yeah. Oh my gosh, 10 weeks. That's yeah, I've been, I've been miscounting the entire time. I had a feeling I was off, but they were actually born in July. Um, That's right. Oh, yeah. It's already been 10 weeks. Wow. Yeah, unless I'm counting wrong again, but I think I'm actually right now. Either uh, way, I think it's nice to send them home like a little bit past eight weeks. It kind of gives them a little bit more bite inhibition kind of training on each other and you don't have to work quite so hard at it yeah um, I I definitely will keep my puppies for 10 weeks um and it was tempting to try and keep some of them longer because yeah. 
I like to see them change and they go through some pretty dramatic changes. Um, but it's a good time. It's good for them to be going home and they're all going to great homes. Um, so I'm really pleased. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. It's been really nice. I hope the ones that are, uh, kind of local, like meet up with you again. I think it'd be cool for you to like see them at different stages of their like development. As, like I young dogs. I definitely think I will. Um, the person who took brown collar home has already come to watch um, me and Alfred show. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so that's really nice that she was, she and her, uh, a friend of hers who does um, certifications for CGC and several other of the AKC tests they both came to watch us show at the uh, Bluegrass Classic. Um, and they are Alfred fans, which is always nice to hear. Oh, yeah, that's great. Oh, how fun. Oh, I'm excited for you. I can't wait yeah. to hear more about it. Like, just as they grow up and hopefully get more updates and stuff. Yeah, I can't wait to see what everybody's naming them. She doesn't have a name, but I know the names of the others. So that's really exciting. Oh, yeah. I like to... Um... You know how, like, the AKC number has that, like, there's, like, a single or double digit at the very end. Winnie's is five, so that means she was the fifth one in her litter. Yeah. And I knew there were eight puppies, so I have definitely creep, creeped on the AKC, like, dog database to see, like, what her siblings got named. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> um, But it is kind of fun to see, and, like, um, Carl's family adopted an older Great Dane and you know, they were like, oh, yeah, his name's Biggie. But I crept on his little AKC number that was on his tag and learned his real name, too. I don't know. I, maybe I'm just a weirdo, but I think that part's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I'm really into the names. So, yes, um, you are. You are the name nerd out of the two of us, I think. Your, um, your names are a lot more refined and beautiful. And I have Winnie the Poodle with an H in the middle. <laughs> um, I mean, I have, you know, unusual names. They probably say a lot about me. Um, I'm not sure if Ursula will get to keep her name, but her, her name, if I had been keeping her was not just Ursula, it was Ursula von der Leyen. Um, and that says a lot about me because there probably aren't that many people listening to this podcast who know who Ursula von der Leyen is. Um, and that's not a slight to anyone. It's just, you know, I'm a little bit obscure and, you know, I mean, you got, you got your co-host there because I also don't know who that is, but we are on different planes when it comes to interest on stuff outside right. of dogs. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, we meet on some things and I understand your love for Taylor Swift, um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but we are different generations. We, we are, which is, a, I think yeah. is a nice hot take because, you know, you Absolutely. have someone, like you got, you got both sides of the, of the conversation here. It's, it's fun. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, cool. So Tank, it looks like Tank is keeping his name, which I'm really pleased about. Oh. Um, and Orange Collar is going to be, um, his call name will be Nimbus, and he will be Scotch Corner up in the clouds. Cute. Okay, that's a great little Harry Potter reference. I'm not even a huge Harry Potter fan, but that is so cute. What I a love, great name. Yeah, I love it. Um, and my black caller will be named Dimitri. I don't know if he gets his last name or if he'll just be Dimitri, but 
he's being named after Dmitry Shostakovich. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Yeah, the name yeah. is real fun. I like yeah. that part. It's exciting. Um, and the little girl that I'm keeping is Mary Cassatt, after okay. the painter Mary Cassatt. Oh, that's beautiful. I like that, too. Yeah, well, you know, with Max Lieberman, I went with painters, as well as with Alfred, Alfred Sisley. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sticking with the Impressionists. I like that. I like that all your boys are... Um not you know what i mean like the impressionist thing versus i think your girls are all jane austen aren't they with um, the exception of grace yes um and i'm breaking that tradition for um mary partly oh, that's right yeah well uh. i kind of <laughs> thought that i would be keeping a black girl so i had that name in mind yeah and then ursula is such an ursula oh, um yeah. so so that's her name that's, um, yeah that's okay too <laughs> yeah um yeah so it's been a big week I moved them out of the living room into the basement into the shared space that I have downstairs for the dogs and kennels okay. and little by little they've been getting separated and progressing with crate training so tonight um I don't have enough kennels without using alfred's and i don't think that's fair to him so um four of the dogs are separate but can see each other and two of them are paired up oh that's cool yeah it's been really nice um and it i have to admit that it does feel pretty nice to have the house back to myself yeah i i can imagine that's a lot of dogs it's a lot of mess mess to clean (laughs) up It's a lot to follow because they find things in corners underneath chairs that oh. you know, they just find things. Stuff you didn't even know you had. It's like they're fabricating it and they're saying, yes. look what I made. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did you and Winnie do this week? This week? Well, uh, we didn't do a lot this week. My work's gotten kind of busy, so I've kind of just came home and crashed a little bit. Uh, but she and I went shopping together on Sunday. We went um, out here in Phoenix. There is a mall that has, I guess it would be kind of like a strip mall everywhere else, but it's an outside mall. Um, and most of the stores are really dog friendly. And so Winnie, Winnie usually comes with me when we go shopping there because it's fun. We took a friend and she, and it was just like a girl's day. We all went shopping and it was really fun. Um, so that was kind of her outing and she likes it. She just kind of um, you know, we'll go try on clothes and stuff and she'll just lay in the dressing room and watch me, hopefully not judging me and my outfit choices too much. But <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's that's kind of what we do. And, you know, my my boyfriend is he's not much of a fashionista, so he he doesn't love to go with me. So it's nice when I can get a girlfriend to go or like sometimes, honestly, just me and Winnie will go and it feels like a little girl's day. She's my best girly. I'm really kind of jealous that you have so many places that you can take Winnie. We have more places that you can take dogs, but it's still more, you know, Lowe's and, you know, places like that. There are places that don't prohibit dogs, but they don't seem like, you know, I think they would, you know, be shocked if I actually took a dog in there. Like, I think, um, I think out here it's a little bit different because yeah, it's, it's 
it's it's hot and everything's already kind of outside um yeah so people i think are a little bit more forgiving now i will say if we see a service dog or like if you know we get there and there's somebody in the store with a dog already like i will go somewhere else and shop for a while because i don't want um i would never ever want winnie to be a reason that you know a dog with a job is not able to do that job but in general she and I go and hang out. And this is just for um, these, like, outside malls. Like, she never goes okay. to the regular one. Um, I don't really know how else to explain that. But it's, like, an outside mall. But it's kind of like a strip mall, I guess. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah. Guys, you guys kind of have something similar um, in Hamburg. Right. It, it's kind of like that, but it's a little bit bigger. And it's just, like, all the, like, popular stores. Like, there's an Anthropology and a Sephora. Winnie doesn't go in the Sephora, but... There's like an anthropology and a Sephora and like a Victoria's Secret, but it's all like outside facing, which is kind of yes, neat. That that's is where we go. Yeah, that's where we um, go. I think that Macy's is actually dog friendly, but that is one place that I don't think I would take Alfred without oh. looks, you know? Yeah. It doesn't Winnie, feel dog Winnie's, friendly. Winnie's pretty good. She like when I sit, like if I'm like looking through clothes, she'll just lay on the floor until we're going to the next spot. I didn't necessarily train her to do that. She's kind of done that since she was little. And I have always just rewarded the heck out of it because I think that's a nice behavior to have. Yeah. Um, Um, yeah. I I would totally take Alfred anywhere. I mean, he has been to many places and he shows and is a complete gentleman. Um, Yeah. But it just seems like people would stare at me, not because he would be acting up, but because you don't often see dogs in Macy's, even yeah. though it's not prohibited. We get um, we get a lot of people like, oh my gosh, it's a poodle, or oh my, like, you know, they'll yeah. say, oh my gosh, but this, I mean, there's so many people with dogs that go to this area that it's, like, everybody has dogs. And there's apartments around there, too, so people are always also walking their dogs there. So it's just yeah. a nice walk. Yeah. There's usually misters on outside on the sidewalks, and it's a little bit warm out, and um yeah but we're finally getting to that time of year where it's more comfortable to take Winnie more places so hopefully hopefully that means we'll be doing more in the future like in the, oh, in the next few months yeah because yeah. it's not so uncomfortable for the sweet girl so this week we were going to talk about uh the Volhard puppy aptitude test oh yeah which I have done on my litters and um we were just going to talk a little bit about Um, what the test is. Um, I have to admit that I don't know. So I know Volhard as a dog nutrition company. And then I also know the Volhard puppy aptitude test. And I don't really know how the two things come from one company, but they seem to. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But so, so I guess one day I'll, you know, Google and figure that out and um, learn more about that background but the puppy aptitude test that Volhard has published and most people use um, is um, a predictor of, it's not exactly a predictor, but it kind of evaluates what your dog's reactions to different things are. Yeah, right? it's, like a, it's like a temperament test. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So uh, there are 10 different uh exercises um and my dogs were threes and fours but within that there was variation 
Um, and I would say that Ursula had the least consistent numbers, which I think completely suits, you know, that is completely accurate for Ursula's personality. Yeah. Um, on the flip side of that, Tank was the most solid. His reactions were exactly what I expected them to be. Yeah. Um, and from the beginning, he has just been so confident and brave and interested in people and, you know, all of those things. Okay, gotcha. Um, so actually, I am reading the Volhard introduction, and it says that these tests were developed in the 1930s for dogs to be guide dogs. Oh, that's cool. And then in the 50s, studies on puppies were done to determine how quickly they learned. So those kinds of things influenced this test. That's pretty cool. I would I would work for, for that. I would I would put myself in on the payroll for that kind of research. That sounds neat. Yeah. Um, I would love to be doing it. <laughs> yeah. I think we would both rather be doing dog stuff than our day jobs. Absolutely. So do you know any of the tests or should I refresh your memory? You know, I, I really don't know much about the Valhard test. I had always heard about it. Um Winnie's breeder didn't do it and I what and I didn't know hardly anything when I was looking for a dog uh, right but okay. I think it would be nice for our listeners to kind of go through like a brief um, yeah kind of overview of how it works and then like how the scoring works on it so hopefully I've done justice to Volhard and someone from the business doesn't listen to this and think oh my gosh she screwed this up <laughs> um, but hopefully I, I did it right so I invited my neighbor over um, it has to be done by someone who doesn't know the dog, so I couldn't do it. Oh, okay. And you take the dog to a new area. So we used my front yard, which is not fenced. So um, we did have to be a little bit careful, but I live on a very quiet street and we could have heard any cars that were coming. So it was completely safe. Sure. And it's not their backyard, which is, you know, where they would be very comfortable. So you have a new person and you have a new environment. And then you do this series of tests. Um, so the first one, so I did these in order of birth order because I can't think of the dogs in any other way. And I have to weigh them that way. You know, it's just how my brain is organized in that way. Yeah. I know that I've done them all. Yeah. Um, so... The first one is social attraction, and it's the degree of social attraction to people, confidence, or dependence. Okay. And um, you place the puppy in the test area, and the tester, so just as a caveat and to explain things more thoroughly, I did choose the neighbor who did this. Um she is a nurse and she has dogs, cats, and horses. Oh, so okay. she, she's very skilled with animals. And uh, I think her work with um, patients uh, means that she has this really lovely manner with animals. So she's yeah. not at all threatening, um, but she's also um, in control of things. Yeah. Even keeled. Yes. Um. So the tester coaxes the puppy to her by clapping her hands and kneeling down. The tester must coax in a direction away from the point where it ent entered the testing area. 
So we have the whole yard and um, most of my puppies did came readily tailed down, which is a four. Okay. Um, so, you know, I guess came readily tail up would be better, but they certainly came readily. Yeah. And they, didn't, they didn't know her. So a little bit of hesitation doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. She's a stranger. You don't want your kids just running up to strangers. Right. Exactly. So test or uh, part number two is following. So the tester stands up and slowly walks away, encouraging the pup to follow by lightly clapping their hands and using verbal encouragement. Make sure the puppy sees you walk away. Obviously, the puppy could see her and the puppies, all of them did really well on this and they followed readily. Um, then you do one uh, for restraint and you roll the puppy on its back and hold it with one hand for 30 seconds. You don't hold it with pressure, but you hold it just so that it can't move. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, and this is to test the degree of dominance or submission and stress in a, a dominant uh, position. Gotcha. All, of my, all of my dogs got five, no struggle. Okay. Um, so in my opinion, I think that's the best one there is one you know depending on how what you're looking for you know if you want a show dog if you want a pet or if you want a service dog you might want slightly different responses to this but I personally would like no struggle well that makes sense because we we have some that struggle a little bit with the grooming arena so yeah no struggle would be kind of nice right right okay That's kind of cool. So the next one is social dominance and the puppy's allowed to stand up or sit and the tester gently strokes him from the head to see how he reacts. So almost all of my puppies um, licked at her hands. So some of them cuddled right up to her and licked her face. Um, Mine were not... um, the exact answers so most of them so the 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 responses are jumped pawed bit growled obviously none of my dogs did that jumped pawed none of my dogs did that either but then they were not quite exactly the other answers either so most of them the next one is cuddled up to tester and tries to lick face then squirmed, licked at hands, rolled over, licked at hands, or went away. And mine were more cuddled up to tester or rolled over or, you know, different things like that. I I don't think I had any squirm. Okay. Yeah. Um, And then after that, there's elevation dominance. Mm -hmm. So she picked the dog up and held it underneath its belly um, and just elevated it off the ground. So this is um, the degree of uh, acceptance that the dog has to not being in control. Um, And again, mine were no struggle relaxed. Gotcha. Okay. I will say, I think I only had one retriever. Um, The next one... (laughs) I think that's all my dog is. I don't. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> it, it is interesting. Like, I, I do realize that I don't throw balls often enough with my dogs because they have no idea what this is. Um, <laughs> so I think it's more my failing than my dog. Gotcha. Um, but I did have one that was a very good retriever, and I'd have to look through to figure out who it was. But someone had a strong retrieving instinct. Um, but basically, she crumples up paper and tosses it, and you wait to see, you know, does the dog go after it? Does the dog ignore it? And then what does the dog do with it? So one of the dogs did bring it back. Um, so I'm looking at Mary's, and she did not chase the... Um, <laughs> She is my girl. I, I I cannot, you know, pretend anything other. Um, well, good to know she'll fit right in with the others. <laughs> oh, so um, Ursula did return the object to the tester. Okay. And, oh, I lied. So two people did, Tank and Ursula. Okay. Yes. So the two black puppies then. Yes. And then um, my puppy, Dimitri, who had the black collar, he did chase the object, but he didn't return. But I can attest to the fact that I have video of him chasing the ball and he has figured it out. So he could make a retriever yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. A little so, structure. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, so if he has a, a new family that throws balls and remembers to throw balls, he'll be fine. <laughs> um Yeah. Mary will, you know, not. <laughs> Poor Mary. <laughs> That's okay. Mary's going to be okay, I think. <laughs> I do have to remember, this is such an easy thing to play with your dogs, and I just don't do it somehow. So You can, honestly, Karen, you could probably get one of those, like, short arm chuckets and sit on your porch with your, you know, your evening sparkling water and throw the tennis balls for the dogs on um, the porch. It's not, it's just that they, they haven't learned that they should chase it. So they're not even looking for it. Oh, well. Yeah. So that's a little different. <laughs> I have worked with Alfred and Alfred will ch chase something, but he doesn't bring it back. And the girls just look at me like, what are you doing? Like, why would we do that? <laughs> right. I'm, I'm six. I really don't need to play this game. Um, <laughs> so it is definitely something better learned early. Yes, got it. Okay. So anyone in the audience, get your dog started right and play fetch throw balls. Yes. Um, so then next we have touch sensitivity where you um, basically um, put pressure on the puppy's uh, foot, on the pads of the foot to push the webbing a little bit to see how long you can um, push before they try to pull their foot away. And all of mine got two to three seconds. I don't okay. really know what that means. It's, um, you know, so they are sensitive to touch, but I also can groom all of them and groom in between their toes. So, you know, those are kind of mixed messages to me in terms of what that, yeah. um, especially with a poodle, they get used to being handled. So, um, I'm not sure how I would use that one as something that I could work on in my daily life because they're fine. Yeah. Like you're going to end up working with it anyway. I mean, yeah, I guess yeah. like even like Winnie, Winnie hates having her feet groomed. It's like, right. really, she's gotten a lot better, but 
I mean, you helped me groom her the first time. She was not pleasant. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think like, you know, for those things, like you really just have to handle them all the time to get them used to that. So they're, you know, I mean, it'd be nice to get one that was like a longer count right out of the gate, but I feel like that's kind of a unicorn. Yeah. In, in that sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, so sound sensitivity is the next test. Um, and this one, um, none of the puppies really liked this, but to me, this makes sense. Um, was that Winnie? Yeah. Um, my little velociraptor is right next to me and oh, I just wanted to let you know she was here and yeah. tired of me working on this podcast. She wants to go hang out. Yeah. <laughs> So um, we took a stainless steel pot outside with a big spoon and um, we wrapped it a couple of times or well, she did, not me. Yeah. Um, and uh, most of my dogs were listens, locates sound, but were not thrilled with it. Yeah, so, I wouldn't be either. Yeah. You know, it, it, it definitely is something where they were like, okay, this is weird. Why are you doing this? And they recognized it as something that could be a potential risk I think yeah um, you know or something to be concerned about okay uh, you know none of them were cringing or anything like that but um they're like what is that right they're like mm, should we be on alert it's kind of like a horse when it lifts its head or yeah a group of horses lift their heads and they're like something is yeah, yeah something is off do we run or not yeah, what's the consensus here? Like, do we panic yeah. or nah? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's kind of that's neat. Yeah. Let's see, I pulled it. I pulled up the list too. So it looks like the next one is sight sensitivity. Is that right? Yes. So I have to admit that I forgot to bring something. Um, so I had to do this myself. But I don't think any of my dogs are blind. But I don't have good results for this. Okay. Gotcha. And yes. Then... Let's see. The last one looks like it's stability. Is that the last one? Yep. A, oh, there's not that many. Okay. Um, so we used an umbrella for this one. And this one, I did have mixed results. I'm looking at Mary's and she did run away from the umbrella. Okay. Well, um, purple ran to the umbrella and bit it. Oh, so I have a one and a six. She said not today. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tank sat and looked at the umbrella and considered it. And like a horse wondered, you know, is this something? But he sat there pretty quietly and was interested in it. Okay. Um, Dimitri walked to the umbrella and smelled it cautiously. Um, orange did the same. He smelled it cautiously. Hmm. And then brown. Let's see what brown did. Oh, he ran away too. <laughs> so <laughs> nice variety pack you've got going on there. Um, yep. For that one, is the umbrella open or closed? Or like, how do you present it to them? Oh, you open it and the idea is that it will pop open and, oh, you know, make an umbrella it. noise, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're, you're, you know, this is also a test in the CGC, the Canine Good Citizen Test. Mm -hmm. um, and it's the exact same thing. 
So okay. yeah. sometimes in CGC, they might do something other than the umbrella. I think for one of our practice tests, they threw things on the ground to see what the startle rate was instead of opening umbra- an umbrella. But I think the umbrella is the more standard test. Yeah, I think for Winnie's, they may have like dropped a clipboard or something. I yeah. don't think they had an umbrella. I don't think anybody has an umbrella out here, to be honest with you. But um, <laughs> I good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about it now. That, that might be why there is not one. Um, that's neat. What a neat yeah. test to see. Like, what a nice way to quantify like your puppy's it really, temperament. It really is fun, and the neighbor who did it is such a sport. And loved the puppies. And I think she enjoys interacting with them. And, you know, seeing the different uh, reactions. You know, it's really quite interesting. They are overall a really nice, well-balanced group. But they had a lot of different individual variation. That's really cool. So how do you... So i'm looking at this it looks like the every reaction has like a score like a like a numeral score so do you just take the average of those or do you just mark them down and kind of just look and see so i made a little chart to see how we did you know like how um so i would say that mary and purple probably had the most um variation in numbers so if i read it correctly you try to see what your pattern is and what you have the most of gotcha and mary and purple are kind of all over the board for different things yeah um tank was my most consistent dog and then all of the others um were probably solid threes um and had that as the most consistent score. Mary and Purple were, um, or Mary and Ursula definitely had the most variation. I was not surprised with Ursula. I was a little bit surprised with Mary because she's such a doll with me and I'm looking forward to showing her tremendously. But I also look at things from a show perspective, I think. So, yeah, well, it's a, such a it's such a unique environment. I feel like than just like somebody's home. Yes, um, and you know, Alfred does not have his CGC, but he could do his CGC and his CGCU and probably whatever is next, just right. because he has been shown. You know, um, yeah, He's we got do a things, lot of those things and under his belt. yeah, even though we haven't actually taken the test and passed the test. I know that I can leave him on a table and he will stay on a table. Yeah. You know, you can have somebody else groom him. He obviously gets touched and handled by other people all the time. Like Absolutely. Judges and stuff. So it's, yes. I mean, that's half the test. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, so, you know, you do think of things differently and you, when you are showing a dog, it just gets such different exposures. Um, and you, do want a dog that has some spark. Um, so you're really looking at different things um, sometimes. Yeah. 
I kind of want to see if somebody will do this test with Winnie. I don't even know if you could do it. Can you do a test like this with adult docs? I'm just curious to see what she would score. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I don't think that there's any... Um, I-, I think the idea is that you would use it to help you choose a puppy or to oh, yeah. evaluate. But you could do it. it. It's really similar to the CDC, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, it- it's how is this dog reacting to its environment and to you? Which is important. And I, I, think it's, I think it's neat that you did this. And I'm sure your puppy owners um, appreciate it kind of having an idea of what they might be getting into yeah yeah their new little treasures yeah it's been a lot of fun talking about things with them and just doing the test and seeing you know are they acting with my neighbor the way that they've acted with me you know and they behave in in kind of ways that um seem consistent and they did you know in general um ursula is a a a complete live wire she's a spark um (laughs) you know she's just a lot of dog in 12 pounds she's just adorable um so her reactions were completely spot on she has very distinct opinions about things i feel that i like ursula me too Uh, i love (laughs) ursula um As you know, I really wanted to keep Ursula, but I made the decision to keep Mary. Gotcha. Um, it was tough. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, well, and I don't know. It's one of those things where like, eh, you d- it's so hard to choose between things like that. Because first of all, they're so cute and they're so happy and they're little and adorable. And then, you know, you got to make those tough decisions. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I wanted a black female. That's what yeah. I wanted for my breeding program. And then I had to really look at both of them and evaluate them and try and make the decision that was better for my breeding program rather than just getting a black female. Yeah. I get um, that. Yeah. So it's been a tough, challenging past two weeks in that yeah. sense. But overall, it's just been lovely. These dogs are, are wonderful. It's fun to hear you talk about them like litter to litter because I remember your first litter and you've learned a lot about rearing and kind of what you're looking at and what to look for. And it's like the way you talk about them has evolved and that's been kind of interesting. And I've learned a lot because I like to hear about it. Yeah, it's it's been a fun journey. It really um, has been an incredible learning experience. Um, I have been really lucky to have good mentors Um, As you know, I read a lot. Um, I have access to um, a Research One library and read a lot of peer-reviewed journals about dogs or books. So I am constantly reading anything I can. Um, And I also um, joined Leading Edge Dog Show Academy. And it is not just grooming. There's a lot about breeding and dog raising and all kinds of things that really have influenced me um, and uh, made me a much better breeder. Um, And I do take it seriously. Um, It's kind of interesting because sometimes I will get queries from people and they're like, oh yeah, I want to get into breeding. And I'm like, oh, that's the kind of thing that 
um, worries me because I take it so seriously and I, I don't think it's something that you just kind of wander into. Yeah, um, it's a lot of work. Me. Yeah, and to do it well, you know, um, it takes years. Um, I owned Max, Lieberman, Jane, Anne, all of my dogs for years before I was ready to breed. And then when I was ready to breed, I didn't breed right away. I had to learn a lot. I had to get all of the health testing done. You know, there are, there's a yeah. lot to be done before you are breeding or you are just a backyard breeder. But if you really care about standard poodles and want to preserve the best qualities of the breed and um, help educate people, you have to spend the time um, learning all of that information yourself so that you can do the right thing and then also help people understand what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, at that point, you're doing the right thing by the breed and you're doing the right thing by uh, the people who are getting, you know, getting involved with your breed. You know, you're trying to start them out on the best foot possible and you're trying to produce like good dogs. They're going to have a good, healthy, long life. Yes. It's important. Yep. And this week they are all off to their new homes. Uh, I can't wait for you to get updates as they get older. Like I said earlier, like I, I just think that's cool. Yeah, it's going to be really nice. I I know Winnie's breeder follows me on like Instagram and we'll like see in her little updates and stuff throughout her life. And I think that's um, kind of a fun way to connect with people. So maybe they'll be like my millennial self and make an Instagram for their dog. Who knows? (laughs) Tank already has an Instagram. (gasps) Stop it. Okay. um, I'm going to need to follow him because I need to know what he's all about. I think I followed all of your puppies if their owners have Instagrams, like I know um, one from the last like, litter was a groomer. So I followed her. Cause I just, I don't know. I've, yeah. I grew up, I've here their whole lives before they get to these people. And I want to, I want to know about it yeah. too. Um, it, is, it is a really nice connection. I know Jane has always told me that she stays in touch. You know, she's been in touch for decades with people. Um, and it really is one of the nicest things you you have so much impact on people's lives when you give them a puppy and entrust that puppy to them. Yeah. Uh, and it's really a lovely thing to know that um, one of your puppies will become such a treasured part of someone's life. Like you told me, a standard poodle will change your life. And they do. I did tell you that. You did I tell me that. It. Yeah. Yep. We... That's kind of what we swear by here on yep. Poodle People. <laughs> but that's really cool. I'm excited. I'm excited for you to get your house back. I'm excited for them to get their families and see their journeys. I think that'll be really neat. Yep. Oh, cool. Well, thanks right. for sharing all that. I think I think that's nice. I think this is a nice little touch. Yeah. Um, and next week we should have a very uh, fantastic guest. So do tune in. We will have a promo out on Monday for this special guest, but I really am looking forward to that. We won't say who it is, um, but it should be really exciting. <laughs> we like a little mystery. It is spooky season after yeah, all. That's right. Uh, but yeah, well, I hope everybody has a great week and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening. And remember, a poodle will change your life. If you'd like to get in touch with either me or Elise, or if you have questions you'd like answered during the podcast, email poodlepeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And if you have questions or want to be put on my wait list for puppies, please visit my website at scotchcornerstandardpoodles.com.